going to bless Christ now. I work by myself, which is really good. And so I can pray whenever I want. And earlier this week, I was just spending a bit of time praying. And uh, as I prayed, I felt the presence of God come. So in the middle of my workshop, I knelt on the floor. Good place, actually. And I felt God speak to me, and he said, I want to bless you. My next response was that, actually, Father, I'm I'm not dressed properly. You see, you you think these things are crazy, but, you know, my response is, Father, I'm not dressed correctly. And in 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 that moment, I found myself going to my wardrobe. I left the presence of God, and I went to the wardrobe, and I selected the best that I'd got. Put them on, and I went back. Stood before God again. And I felt he frowned. I don't know if you ever feel that you've displeased God in some way, but in that moment I did. I felt he frowned. And so I just said, what did I do wrong then? And he said, you're making this about you. And it's about me. Making this about something that you do. But actually it's about me, you see, because I, I'm not looking at what you're wearing. I'm not looking at whether you're dirty or you're clean. I understand that when you work, you get black. But I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the heart of the person. And I want to bless you. So I, I'm, I'm in the place. Sometimes when I go, when I go to Poland, what I, what I do is I, I extend my hands and uh, bring a blessing to people. I've been amazed at some of the things that happened during those times that when you, when you bless, that God answers. It's some incredible happenings, and maybe at the end we'll do that. We'll just, I'll just lift my hands and bless you. And for each one that will receive a blessing this morning, there's a blessing to be had. Because God's not interested in what you're wearing. He's not interested in your perfection. But he's interested in a heart that wants to be blessed. I want to speak this morning on the prayer of Jabez. I've, I've heard many people supposedly speak on this. I've never heard anyone do it. But I felt God laid it on my heart to do it, so that's where I want to go. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say, actually, I've, I've been in loads of prayer meetings. Been around the, the church many years. I've been in lots of prayer meetings. I've been in them when they were popular and people used to attend them. Sorry. When you'd call a prayer meeting, meeting and the whole church would come, I've been in those kinds of prayer meetings. And I've been in the ones where you call a prayer meeting and not so many people come, but... One of the things that I've never heard is anybody stand up in a prayer meeting and say, God, that you would bless me. I mean, we're good at praying for others and good at praying for everybody else, but I've never yet, in all of this time, heard anybody stand up and say, oh, that you would bless me. Sounds a bit selfish, doesn't it? Anyway, I want to start with two little quotes. The first one is something that Smith Wigglesworth said. He said, God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. My second quote is, a man who is intimate with God need not be intimidated by man. So let's look at this then. In, in the book of Chronicles, it's, uh, it's chapter after chapter after chapter. And this one begat this one, and this one begat that one. And this one was the father of this one, and this one was the mother of that one. And suddenly in the middle of the chapter uh, uh, of these chronicles, 
there is a man who stands up. He's never heard of before. He's never heard of again. He just has this few verses, his opportunity, his moment. He stands up like a shining star in the middle of all of these. Uh, this one begat this one, and this one begat that one. And he stands up and he prays. And this is what he says. This is the, the uh, text in 1 Chronicles 4, verse 9 and verse 10. Now Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. don't know why he was, but he was. His mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying this, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would, keep, would be with me, that you would keep me from evil, so that I may not cause pain. And God granted him what he requested. I don't know if that was the only time he ever prayed. It's the only time it's recorded that he prayed, but he certainly prayed this simple prayer. I, I want to say that, that I just, I don't know how you pray, but I pray a little like this. Oh, there's passion, there's feeling, there's a sense of longing and desire in the prayer. He, it wasn't that he said, It was, oh, that you would bless me. There was a longing and a desire and a hunger in him for the blessing of God. He wasn't somebody that was going to be denied easily or quickly. He was determined that God would bless him. There was passion in his prayer. I, I guess we could also say by the fact that he prayed that he had this relationship with God. He was somebody who knew his father. He was somebody who knew that if he prayed, God would answer. I want to say that he was a man who got a relationship. I don't know whether... I think his mother was a bit OCD. She, she suffered pain in birthing him. And so what did she do? She called him pain. Oh, what a thing to do to your kid. Oh, I don't know. What a name to give you, 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 your son. And imagine what people would say. Ah, oh, here comes pain. Here he comes. I don't know whether anybody's ever called you a pain. They've called me a few times, actually. But, but what a thing to be called. What a thing to overcome. What an obstacle. What a, what, what a trial to life. To be in this situation where you're known as the pain. And yet, in spite of all of that, he overcame his name. And he became something that was far in excess and above. You know, for, for me it's an amazing thing that actually whatever our circumstance or our background, whatever we're called, whoever people say that we are, we can overcome that and get beyond that, above and beyond that place, and find ourselves in the blessing of God. You wouldn't believe the times I've been called a pain. <laughs> Some of them since I've been a Christian. But we face choices in life. That the names that people lay upon us and the things that they say we are, we can rise above that. I want to say that he's not remembered for some significant thing. For some battle or achievement or for winning something or a fight or, or a miracle. He's not remembered for any of those things. But he's remembered because he prayed a prayer. Of all the people in these first nine chapters of Chronicles, he's the only one that's lifted out. You know, our prayers, they separate us from others. 
They lift us above the pile. They put us in a place where we can both receive and understand the blessing of God. I want to say this, that the prayer was only very, very short. Please don't go home and pin the prayer of Jabez on your fridge. Please don't. Please don't do that. Please don't. Don't write it in the front of your Bible and say, oh, this is the solution to all of my... No, it's not. It's being intimate with God. It's listening to his voice. Hearing what the Spirit is saying that you should pray. Don't, Don't do it. Please don't. But rather learn to be intimate with God for yourself and to hear what he says to you. And to pray the prayers that that God lays upon your heart so that you can be blessed. He prayed this. He prayed that God would bless him. The second point, he prayed that God would enlarge his territory or his borders. The third one, he prayed that God's hand would be upon him. And the fourth thing he prayed was that God would keep him from evil. I want us to consider these points. The first point is this. When Jabez sought the the blessing of God, he wasn't being selfish. I'm I'm looking at that clock. I've I've begun to dislike that clock. Um, He he wasn't in any way being selfish when he prayed. There was was an an encounter that I had in this church a few years ago. Please please don't feel that I tell you this because I want to make myself look good. There was a Polish couple who, who got married here. Very small wedding, probably 30 or 40 people attending. And I was on the door, well, early times, and uh, stood on the door. And the lassie, lassie who was going to get married came and she got a wedding dress on. And she pulled up in a car outside by herself. And she walked in and I said, who's, who's with you? And she said, nobody. I said, but who's, who's going to take you to get married? And she said, I'm just going to go. Can't break my heart, really. And she's got no one to be with her. And I felt God tap me on the shoulder and he said, today you're her father. Wow. Now, what an honour that is when God does stuff, today you're her father. So I said, could I, could I, could I walk you? Would it be Okay. Would you mind? And she said, oh, I'd, I'd love you to do that. And so we walked. Who gives this woman to be married to this man? I do. Absolutely amazing, actually. And so the exchange was made, and uh, I, I went and resumed my place on the door. A little bit later, somebody came and said, The West Indian man that's doing the food, he hasn't turned up. And I said, well, it's just like West Indians, isn't it? <laughs> Probably coming tomorrow. And in that moment, God tapped me on the shoulder again. And he said, so who's this girl's father? And I said, oh, I guess for today it's me. And I knew, I just knew that I knew that I knew. And he said, so who, who is it that pays for the reception? And so we, we, we found a restaurant and 40 or so of us went for, for lunch and the bill came and the father paid for the reception. We get blessed to be a blessing. And at the end of it, Jenny kept looking at me during the course of the meal and she said, who's paying for this then? 
<laughs> and I said, I, I said, you know, I, I can tell you very easily. She said, so who's paying? And I said, the father of the bride is paying. She said, but he's not here. I said, I think he is. So Jabez prayed. I wonder if he was uh, remembering his ancestor, Abraham, when the Lord said to him, I'll make you into a great nation and I'll bless you. I wonder if he was remembering that. <coughs> Jabez was a, was a leader amongst the people of Israel. That was his position. He'd risen from being a pain to being a leader. Sounds very familiar, actually. He'd risen from this place to there. And he was someone who was leading the people of God. I want to say that if, uh, if he was blessed, if his territory was increased, if his borders were extended, if he had more sheep, well, if they had goats, I think they had goats, if he had more sheep and more goats and more produce and more resources, then his people were blessed. He wouldn't be selfish. I want to say, if you sit on my row, you're blessed. Because I'm blessed. We'll be sitting down there next week. But if you sit where I sit, you're blessed. Because God blesses me. And all that I have is to bless and to give. Do I keep some for myself? Yeah, surely. But what I have, I'm a steward of. All that God gives to me, I'm accountable for. All that he puts in my hand, I should use to extend the kingdom. The Bible tells us this. That our whole reason for existence is to be a blessing to God and a blessing to the world. Anything outside of that, we've missed it. I want to say there's nothing wrong in, playing, in praying for and seeking the blessing of God upon your life. Some of us ought to do it more. Some of us ought to stand up more and say, how do we would bless me? The only one thing that I'm looking for, I keep looking around at these baskets, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. I, my, my, my issue is this, I can't find anything big enough to lift up to ask for God to fill. If I could have one ten times this size, I'd ask some of you to help me if I can't manage it. I just want to lift the biggest thing that I can find and say, God, please fill this. Please fill this with your blessing, with your grace, with your mercy, with your goodness. Fill this. And when it's full and it's overflowing, then I can pour it out on everybody else that needs it. God, come and fill this. That's my issue. My issue is I can't find anything big enough. And there's nothing too big that God can't fill. That's my issue. How about you? How about you? I want to say this, that if we, if we want wisdom so that we can help others, then pray for wisdom. The Bible says if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask, for, ask from God who gives wisdom without finding fault. If you want wealth simply for yourself, then you're missing the whole point. If you simply want something to spend on yourself, then you're missing the whole point. My prayer is, God bless me, you can trust me. Make me as rich as you like. Pour out your abundance upon my life in so many different ways so that I've got more than enough. Father, you can trust me. I'm not greedy, I'm not selfish, I'm not self-seeking. Father, you can trust me. Bless my going out and my coming in. Bless me in every way. 
If you want to be successful and become a leader so you can lord it over others, you've missed the point. Because the one who will be the greatest must be the servant of all. But if you want more to serve others, more talents, more resources, and more wisdom, then pray for these things that God might fill your life with his blessing. I thought about maybe Jabez remembered Jacob who wrestled with the angel and wouldn't let him go. Commentators tell us that he was wrestling with God. I had a few, had a few sessions like that myself. I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I'm not letting you go till you've answered. I'm not letting you go till you, you've proved that your word is faithful and true. I'm not letting you go. Are you ready to wrestle and to fight? I want to say that God wants to bless us more than we want to receive it sometimes. It's not about our goodness. It's not about going to the wardrobe and putting on the very best that you've got. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about believing actually that God wants to bless us. To touch our hearts and touch our lives with his goodness so that we can advance the kingdom of God. We need to wrestle with God and don't let go until he blesses us. Don't get away from me. I want to say this, that for some, our plates are so full that we can't even manage to eat what's on our plate, what's in front of us. And we've already got so much that our hunger is satisfied. We're too busy to be blessed with anything else. I'm not. I'm desperately hungry the blessing of God. I want to say this, that blessing means responsibility. It does. It does. Blessing means responsibility. God blesses us. We're responsible for what he puts in our hand. Responsible for how we use it. Responsible for how we distribute it. Responsible for who we share it with. You're not blessed to be a, a means to your own ends that you're blessed to advance the kingdom of God. Serving God by serving people takes time. If God gives me more, I have to do more. And I just want to sit and watch the movie. Brothers and sisters, let's find a, a fire in our souls and a passion to serve God and a new zeal to serve him and a desire and a hunger for his blessing. I can't get there on my own. A desire that our lives might be a blessing to the world, that he would enlarge our hearts and also enlarge our portion in heaven and on earth. That's what I want. That's what I want. Sure, a sign that we're growing in faith is that it's a strong desire that our lives should be used by God for his purpose. I wrote this and I found myself crying actually when I wrote it. The thing that grieves me most about our current culture is our preoccupation with ourselves. Let me say it again. The thing that grieves me most about our current culture is our preoccupation with ourselves. It's all about us. 
We want more, we want it faster, we want it better, and we want it cheaper. Good old pound shop, eh? Many people live shallow, self-centered lives. We're worried about how we look, what we have, and who might have more than we have. Please listen to this. So many people have a purpose. I'm going to do that again. So many people never have a purpose that's larger than themselves. What are you living for? Who are you living for? Who are you dying for? The second part of his prayer was that God would enlarge enlarge his borders. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. God's not going to do it if it's just for us. He'll, He'll enlarge our territory so that the people who live with us, who dwell with us, will have more than enough. <clears throat> I remembered the book of Acts when I was thinking about this. There was not a needy person amongst them. There was a time I disliked that scripture intensely. You know? but, uh, there was not a needy person amongst them. Lands and houses soon were sold. young boy brings his cat. about us actually we receive the blessing of God to be a blessing he was not thinking about himself but thinking about the welfare of his people a leader is the servant of other people James wanted to be used by God more than anything else let me ask you is there a passion and a longing in your heart to be used by God we pray the prayer Do we desire to be blessed, to be a blessing? And pray for God to enlarge your life, your area of influence. Ask him to do something so big that you cannot possibly do it yourself. You know, there have been times when, I, when, I, when I've prayed and things have happened and I thought, well, is that God or is that me? My prayer probably wasn't big enough. Ask him for something so big but if it happens, it has to be God. Ask him to enlarge your territory. <clears throat> In times of testing, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah saying this, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch, stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I want to say this morning, God wants you to see beyond the circumstances of life. Some of us, we stand up and all we can see is the circumstances, the situation, the impossible, the thing that we can't believe God for. Those things come and the enemy brings them and smacks us in the face with them. God wants us to see beyond those circumstances, beyond those situations. I wonder if uh, you're ready to stand up and to ask God to bless you. Oh, that you would bless me. Come on. I, I know many of you. I know many of the situations and circumstances that you face, but there's nothing that's too big for God. Nothing, not a thing, not a single thing. All we need to do sometimes is to stand up and declare it. But the circumstance and the situation is too big. I'm nearly finished. The third thing that Jabez prayed for was that the hand of God would rest upon him.
known that. Still know that. It's not always comfortable, guys. When his hand rests upon you. But oh my goodness, there's no other text like it. No other better place to be than to be in his presence. To feel his hand resting upon you. His prayer for something so big that only the hand of God upon his life could accomplish it. Here's the question then. Today, right now, right this moment, this morning, in the next 60 seconds, what would you pray for if you knew you did not fail? What has God been speaking to you about which you've been trying to ignore? What have you dreamed about and dismissed because you thought it was an impossible dream? I've got a few. But every day is an adventure. Every day is a step of faith. Every day is an opportunity to stand up and pray over that you would bless me. Begin to pray for the hand of God to rest upon your life so that you can accomplish something really great for him. Two minutes. I want to say it'll be something so great when it comes to pass that everybody will say, wow, this has to be God. His hand is all sufficient. Jabez prayed that uh, God would keep him from evil. But actually in the, uh, in the King's James, King James Version, it's a better translation. It says that God would stop him from causing pain. God would prevent him from causing pain. Brothers and sisters, in our life, in our living, let's not cause pain. But rather let our hands bring blessing. He wanted his life to be a blessing. He wanted to be protected from the harm of evil. He wanted to be kept from sinning. Hmm. Come on, clock, slow down. I'm going to finish with this. Jesus taught us to pray the prayer of Jabez. He prayed, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I wonder if we're ready to pray as Jabez prayed. Oh, that you would bless me. Is that your heart? Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. That you'd keep me from evil. That I might not cause pain. I'm going to worship in a minute. Just finally this. Take hold of the promises of God and do something great for him. Go ahead and ask him for the moon. And he may as well give you the sun and the stars too. But if you don't ask, you won't have. Let's worship. Before we, before we do that, I just, I just simply want to pray and we'll worship a bit. Just have an opportunity really to respond to, to God and to ask for the blessing of God. So I've already said that uh, when I'm in Poland, often I'll just raise my hands and bless. I want to do that today. I know many of you, my heart is that God would bless you. So let's do that.
Father, I thank you for the blessing of God, for the richness of your grace, for the goodness of your mercy. And Father, I declare in this place the blessing of God over every person that hears these words. Father, I pray that you will bless them, prosper them, use them to advance your kingdom. Father, I pray that every circumstance, situation, and difficulty would be overcome by the goodness and the grace of God. Father, I ask that you would loose your blessing in this house. Father, I ask that you would touch every heart. And Father, I pray you would do this in Jesus' name.